Hi, everybody, my beautiful spiritual family. I just want to welcome you to my podcast today. I have this awesome series that I'm about to launch on intuitive eating, and I would really love for you to join me so you can learn more about it because it is actually a really exciting and interesting topic. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with me, I run an intuitive mastery school which I do online every week it's super affordable super easy to join we have two weeks free at the moment and then thereafter it's only ten dollars per week you can jump on and have access to hundreds of classes and meditations and all sorts of support there so that you can really jump start your intuitive journey your spiritual journey your healing journey Typically, when we're learning about intuition, we need to kind of grab and create a really good sense of self. And that sense of self can sometimes require a little bit of healing and a little bit of nurturing as you go, which is what we provide. So if you'd like to be able to go, please join us. We would love to have you. I also have an intuitive eating course that I'm about to launch again in the next month or so, which I'm very excited about. And I also have a book and some free quizzes and some um, free meditations and free courses. If you want to jump on and have a look, all of my links are below and please come and join us. If you haven't um, listened to me before and you love this, please subscribe as well. We have loads of beautiful free things for you and also an opportunity to join our community at any time. So as I mentioned, I am about to start like a mini intuitive eating um, series in my podcasts and I wanted to talk to you specifically today about what even is intuitive eating because it can be a little bit um, a little bit complicated at times. There's so many different intuitive eating pieces of information out there and everyone approaches it slightly differently. And I guess the biggest question is what even is it and why would I bother? So when we're looking at the concept of food and eating, it is relatively rare, in my opinion, from what I've seen in my clinic and, and my world in general, that people are making decisions on their food based on trust and based on their knowing. And that means getting out of a place of emotion, stress and reaction and getting into a place of really tuning into your body and asking your body whether it wants a particular kind of food and whether it's going to do well with that particular kind of food. And if we step away from asking ourselves, our bodies, those kind of questions, then we tend to start eating from our head, which sounds a bit bizarre. But eating from your head basically means that you're listening to what community says to you, what your friends are eating, um, what the advertisement on the television says, you know, what the cafe has. Um, I don't really have time to sit down and cook a meal, so I'm just going to grab what I can on the way. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with eating on the go when you need to. But when that becomes 80 to 90% of your diet, we tend to find that our eating then becomes this mindless thing. And rather than honoring and loving food for the nourishment and the nurturing that it can give us, not only physically, emotionally, but spiritually as well, then we tend to lose the point of why we're putting it in in the first place. When we tend to eat 
nutrient dense food, when we tend to eat food that is super nourishing and nurturing for us, the amount that we need, the frequency with which we need it is also really different than if we're not thinking and if we're not um, being really mindful. So people tend to have this concept that um, I'm either dieting and I need to be super, super careful and maybe, you know, count my calories and, and have a look at what I'm putting into my body with the outcome in mind. So a, a weight loss outcome or a specific health outcome or a specific, um, you know, event that's coming up. I just want to lose weight for my wedding, my engagement, my birthday, whatever it might be. and you know, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but none of those are actually going to create a lifestyle. And the only thing that's going to create balance and health in your body is doing it from a lifestyle perspective. So when we're talking about intuitive eating, we're kind of throwing out that diet mentality completely because even though it's sometimes okay to kind of put our bodies into a little bit of shock in terms of trying new things, when we do that on a regular basis and then we go back to not being mindful, our bodies tend to go into um, a bit of rejection of what we're actually trying to do. So you might say, okay, well, in three weeks time, I've got X event on. And so I'm just going to eat nothing but fruit and vegetables for the next three weeks. And I'm just going to, you know, drink lots of lemon water and do all of the good things. And I'm just going to completely, you know, semi-starve my body because I'm not really going to put much into it. Because again, that's going to quote unquote, make me put on weight. Um, and I'm going to try and get to this particular size for this particular event, which may happen, right? But then what happens after that? You then go through a, oh, cool, I made it. I could wear that, you know, suit or dress or whatever it is that I'm trying to wear. And then I'm going to go straight back to doing what I was doing before. And if those habits before those three weeks were so completely different from those three weeks, and if they are sitting in a place that's not actually nurturing and nourishing to your body and soul, then your body will actually reject it completely and you will actually probably get worse than you did than before you started the three weeks. This yo-yo thing, this yo-yo dieting is a really, really big thing. And what it tends to do as well is that if it's so far removed from what our body needs and wants, we do create a cycle with it. So it tends to get into a place of um, I'm super strict and then I can't hold it and then I have a huge amount of guilt and then I get super strict and then I can't hold it and I go into guilt and it goes on and on and on. And one of the things that I notice this happening the most in, especially with women, but it does happen with men as well, is guilt around alcohol. So the amount of people that come in and into my clinic and they get really upset with themselves because the amount of alcohol they're consuming is well beyond what they think they should be able to drink and it turns into this huge amount of, um, you know, self-bashing and, and guilt and this worry and this concern. And then what it almost always does when we sit in that place of guilt and worry, we go into fear-based eating. So we tend to then start doing the opposite of what our body wants. When we go into fear-based eating, we're usually in a place of stress. We're usually in a place of reaction. And we're often having a place in our mind that's kind of pushing our old beliefs forward that are not necessarily serving us. 
And those beliefs could come from our childhood. They could come from people that we know. And, you know, in the spiritual world, we can go out and beyond that. So we're talking about multidimensional aspects of self, past life aspects of self, um, parallel lives. We're talking about a whole bunch of different energies that we might be dealing with that are stopping us from living and eating in our truth. And every time we lose our mindfulness and step out of trust of our bodies, we will almost always step into a reactionary based place of eating, which is almost never good for us. So whether that is eating too much for our body's needs, whether it's not eating enough for our body's needs, whether it's eating the wrong kind of foods for our body's needs, whatever it looks like for you, whatever it is that you're doing is usually coming from a place of reaction rather than from a place of love and trust. And the worst thing that we can do in those places is start feeling guilty and start self-bashing because like I said, that becomes a self-perpetuating cycle. So when we're dealing with how to eat and how to look after ourselves, we have to remember to just take a bit of a step back before we go into a habit pattern that we know that we're probably not great with and we also need to ask ourselves is this in our highest good is this in my best interests will I feel better for doing this is this something that my body will actually feel good about and you can ask yourself that every time you go for a glass of wine you can ask that every time you go for that extra helping of whatever food it is and it's not to say that you can't eat what you need and can't drink what you want. The problem sits with the guilt and the fear and the worry. If I'm about to have a plate of whatever food it is and I look at that plate of food and I think, oh my goodness, I'm going to put on 10 pounds or 10 kilos just from eating this, you're already going into a state of fear and guilt. Before you've even put anything in your mouth, your body is already starting to reject what you're eating. If you then know that your body is intolerant to a particular kind of alcohol or a particular kind of drug or whatever it is that you do to de-stress and to unwind and you do it in excess anyway all the time, you're doing it from a place of fear. And you're potentially doing it from a place of guilt as well. And I'm here to just please remind you that we are all doing our best. You are doing your best. This is not about judgment at all. The whole point is to love yourself in your entirety exactly as you are before you start eating or drinking something. And I know that's a bit difficult. I'll try and unpack this a little bit more in the next couple of podcasts, but it is actually super important to sit with your feelings and your motivations behind your food and your drink every single time, every single time until you can do it without thinking, right? Because every time we start a new habit, it's got to be super, super conscious. We have to be super aware We have to pay a huge amount of attention to what we're doing until we get to the point where we can do it without thinking. And that means that our intuition has taken over, our instincts are staying strong, and we are following those instincts no matter what. 
So it is a process. And I, I like I said, probably 90% of people I know do not do this. Um, but my mission is to try and help as many people as I can to bring them back to a state of feeling really good about themselves. And what's really interesting is that it's not a weight loss program. This is not what we're looking for. But when you eat according to what your body wants and when you eat according to your knowing, your body will almost always naturally go to its healthiest weight anyway. And it's a really exciting thing, right? Because you don't have to calculate calories or exercise. You don't have to push your body. You don't have to go into that yo-yo state. You don't have to be in that constant guilt cycle. You don't have to constantly be worried about what you're going to do next week or the week after or the week after that, because it's going to change on a daily basis what you put into your body. But the process is exactly the same. Tune into yourself. Get really clear about what you want your body to have in terms of nourishment, in terms of how you want it to feel, and then follow that feeling always. You're probably going to have over time a little bit of a pattern that comes out. You know, I only like to eat fruit in the mornings or I only like to have carbs at lunch or whatever it is that comes for you. That's going to be your truth. And no person's truth is the same as the next person's. And what I'm really hoping is that as we heal our eating habits as adults, then we can also start teaching our children to trust themselves, to trust their bodies and to hopefully have a generation in the next generation where people are actually just generally, naturally, intuitively healthy. That would be amazing. How, how different would the world be? if all of our kids were intuitively healthy. So as a bit of a sum up, we're talking about eating from a place of our knowing, so tuning into our intuition in terms of how to and when to and what to eat, but doing it in a way that's non-judgmental, that steps out of a place of fear and starts to really tune into the body as to what's actually going to satisfy it and make it feel better. I'm going to break this down a little bit in the next couple of podcasts, but I just wanted to put that out there as a bit of an introduction because it is a little bit of a a minefield, I guess, in terms of all of the different possibilities and all of the different subjects that we could kind of talk about with this. But if we can get a bit of an overview and an understanding, hopefully that will help you. Um, because eating is not just about food and nourishment. This has got nothing to do with calories. This has got nothing to do with I must eat X and I must drink Y in order to be healthy, fit, strong, whatever. It's just simply not true. More and more and more and more, all the diets that have been out there are showing to be not efficient, not very functional, certainly not good in terms of longevity. And for a lot of people, they're really, really hard to stick to. Um, The no carb thing, the, um, you know, only having vegan food, the only eating meat diet. There's so many different diets out there. There's so many different ways of being. A lot of them can be dictated by how well your body is naturally to start with. 
but in the long term it is actually super important for if we if we're going to have long-term health in our bodies is to try and work through any dysfunction our body has and get ourselves to a place where we trust our choices get ourselves into a place where we actually feel really solid with what we're putting in our body and know that every time we eat we're doing it for the good of our body and that doesn't mean we're only eating vegetables. It could mean that, you know, five times a week, I'm going to have half a glass of wine or whatever it is that I want to do, or actually alcohol doesn't work for me. I'm not going to touch that, but I really like juice. Um, it could be, uh, I've actually decided that I really want to have a, a, a diet that's majority meat, or I actually really want to have a diet that's majority vegetables. And for each person, there's going to be different motivations and different reasons for that. And there's also going to be, um, at the end of the day, the requirement that as long as you're listening to your body and going really deep with it, your body's always going to push you in the right direction. And you are never, ever, ever going to feel guilty. And you're never, ever, ever going to yo-yo again, which is kind of exciting. So... I hope that gives you a little bit of an overview. Um, I'll be doing a couple more podcasts on this in the next couple of weeks to um, give you some more information. But it is super important, most of all, to honor your body, but do it from a place of, I know I'm doing my best and I'm going to love myself exactly where I am. It's okay if I eat some food on one day that probably doesn't completely serve my body because I probably didn't do it from a place of consciousness. So if I can love myself through that and honor the fact that I'm learning to love and learning to create consciousness around each and every one of my meals, then I'm heading in the right direction. All right, my name's Kate Connolly. Like I said, if you would like to join my Intuitive Mastery School, I would love to have you click on the link below. I'm also going to be doing some more on intuitive eating so you can tune into those so click subscribe if you haven't already and I look forward to chatting to you next time